Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ask Jameen. I'm Nikki Willis, and I'm Jameen. And today is all about student loan debt. Yep, many of us have it. Uh, we're going to talk about how student loan debt can change the real estate market. All right, here we go. So before we get started, uh, we want to send our prayers and our thoughts to those who are over in Ukraine. Um, they've been under siege and in war for several days now. So our prayers and thoughts go out to you all. Um, also, before we get started, I want to remind you to subscribe. We are trying to grow our subscribers. Um, once we get to a thousand, we're going to do something really special. But um, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do that. Just click that button down there in the corner and click the bell so that you are notified every time we upload new content. Okay, let's talk student loan debt. Let's do it. All right, so um, we know that, you know, the Biden administration had talked about doing some things with student loan debt. Um, I've seen a lot of uh, people, my friends included, strangers, all the things, people talking about, you know, their student loan debt. I have student loan debt. <laughs> um, so it's going to be an interesting topic to talk about, especially in how it relates to the real estate market. Yeah, that was so, a trending topic for about three days, cancel student loan debt. Yeah, that's been a trending topic for a couple years for me. <laughs> uh, but uh, let's get into it. So I've got some, we've got some facts here. And so I'm going to talk about those facts. And then we're going to get into a little discussion, a little dialogue. And if you have any questions or, um, you know, anything that you want to bring up, make sure you comment below. We love reading your comments and talking about those. And, um, and we love engaging with you. So make sure you comment below. Okay, so the first fact is 42.9 million Americans, I'm one of them, um, has federal student loan debt, according to the most recent data from the U.S. Department of Education. So this means one in eight people in the United States yeah. carry student loan debt. What's the percentage? That's 12.9%. 12.9%. Yeah. So you, I think that when people hear the big number like million or they hear percentages and you don't break it down, mm -hmm. sometimes you can hear things on the news or hear uh, statistics and you don't equate it to your everyday life or the people in your circle, people that you know. Mm -hmm. So those numbers are kind of murky because you have to kind of break them down. So we're talking about the real estate market and how student loans affect the real estate market. So it's easy to say, okay, this is how many people have student loans, but it translates a little bit different when it comes to real estate. Okay. So my number is the home ownership rate is 65% in America. So 65% of Americans are homeowners. Okay. The problem is you have a huge population of what we would call baby boomers. So mm -hmm. people who are aging that are homeowners and those people didn't have to get in student loan debt 
to become a homeowner. Sure. So you have a large, the large percentage of homeowners that already own a home, mm-hmm. they don't have student loans. Mm-hmm. So the majority of the people who have student loan debt aren't homeowners. Mm-hmm. which presents the, the problem, the problem. Mm-hmm. yeah so you have like the industrial age so like your dad and my grandfather my grandfather grew up in the south migrated to the midwest right and he worked his way up in the factory to become a manager in a factory mm-hmm. he didn't have a college education but he it allowed him to provide for his family to mm-hmm. become a homeowner and things like that just like your dad. Your dad yeah. worked at Cincinnati Bell and had a you know, a nice job like yeah, that. So it, that yeah. so that yeah. age didn't have to get into a whole bunch of student loan debt to yeah. become a homeowner and, and things like that. Well I think it's I mean, as far as my dad, I know my grandfather didn't. Like he and he built a house back in like the fifties and sixties, I believe. It was like late fifties, like early sixties, something like that. Um but he built a home um, and, like, you know, had no student loan debt, obviously, because he was a janitor and had a janitorial business. My dad didn't go to college, but my mom did. Mm-hmm. And so she had um, she had student loan debt. Mm-hmm. And she got into, into debt. So I think, like, right in that transition, that's when you really started to see more. Especially now, though, I think, with Gen Xers. Oh yeah, absolutely. And yeah. we'll get into it more, but it's kind of like it's it's like harder and harder to become a owner because before, so you take my grandfather's mm-hmm. age group, they didn't have to um, have to get into student loan debt to go to college to become a homeowner, and then it moved down the line. So now we're like, not only do you get a student loan debt, but when you get out of college or get that degree, yeah. It doesn't compensate financially, like oh, to because, purchase a home. because yeah. I did this. Now I make all this money. It's like I still have to figure something else out. But we'll right. get back to that in just a second. So, um, when it translates to real estate, a lot of the people that are yes, sixty five percent of people in America are homeowners, but a large percentage of those people don't have student loan debt. Okay. So a yeah. large percentage of the Americans who um, aren't homeowners have student loan debt which is why we're talking about what we're talking about today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay so um so with that being said here's another fact 11.1 percent of student loans were 90 days or more delinquent and were in default before the coronavirus pandemic and defaults were halted as a as a part of the crisis relief but before that at least 11% um, of student loans were at least 90 days or more delinquent. So, Yeah, so that's, so that's something that you, we don't really think about. The pandemic actually saved a lot of things. You had the so. eviction uh, moratorium. moratorium. yeah. You had student loan moratorium. Yeah. So it's because this was going on, they put these negative things by the wayside. So to put this in perspective, if you have, let's say, in property management, if you're... 90% occupied mm-hmm. that's like oh it's a problem they start bringing corporate people in they like do. why are you 90% yeah. occupied or if you see 10% of mortgages being defaulted that's like when the real estate market started to crash so yeah. when you think about 11% of people were delinquent that's alarming like hey what's going on let's bring yeah. an analyst in let's bring a specialist in and try to determine what 
you know, the problem is, so before the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. it was really alarming on the percentages of defaults. And that lets you know how, not just the real estate market, inflation. Mm-hmm. That's why people are 11 for, 11% <coughs> behind it, because when people graduate from college, it's not like they're getting the equivalent in this job that pays a salary. It's like, because right. I went to school, I had to pay for it. Yeah. But it's okay, because I make X. That, no. Those days are kind of gone. <laughs> yeah. And so the, your mom age group and like my uncle's age group, that may have been true. But now it's like people coming out of college getting entry level jobs. Right. You know, or, you know, minimum or, minimum or not wage. even what they majored in. That was a big problem when we graduated. Yeah. You got whatever degree it was, but then you had to actually get a job. And there was no job that yeah. fit what you had majored in so yeah so in addition to just the overall negative effect of people being delinquent on uh student loans because of inflation if a person is be delinquent on student loans that's one of you know the deal killers deal killer. of buying the house you it know is. that's one of the major questions when we counsel people when we meet with them first time it's like on this checklist are you delinquent on any student loans yeah and so that's one of the major things that can prevent people from purchasing a house yeah um and so that's why we have to come up with solutions and we have to lobby and we need to get at Biden or something to say, hey, yeah. you really do need to uh, cancel these student loans because delinquent mortgages is one of the major things that can prevent somebody from purchasing a home. Yeah, yeah. so true. Okay, so here's another fact. 55% of bachelor's degree recipients from four-year public or private nonprofit colleges had student loan debt. Yeah. So this was, and this was in 2020. Mm-hmm. So 55% of bachelor's degree recipients, either from a four-year public or a private nonprofit college, when they graduated in 2020, they had student loan debt. Exactly. So like we said before, when these people graduate from college, they aren't getting jobs to say, okay, I, I had to pay student loan debt, yeah. but it's okay because I'm making 300000 a year. Mm-hmm. You have to now. You have to combine a degree with experience, and you got to know somebody to right. you know get to that level. The days of oh, I went to college and got a four year degree, or you know things like that. It's like okay, I'm okay now. Right. You know because of inflation and our job market and competition and things like that. Those days are um, pretty much over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, we we you know, talked about our kids and we have a daughter that's graduating high school this year mm-hmm. and she will be going to a four-year university. And, you know, we were pushing her about scholarships and all that stuff because, you know, there are scholarships and then there are grants. Then there are the loans and mm-hmm. we don't want <laughs> to take out all those loans because loans you got to pay back. And there's the subsidized and then there's the unsubsidized. And I don't want her to graduate with all the student loan debt. It's mm-hmm. just, um, that was like one of the biggest things that I started talking to her about in as a freshman in high school. I don't want you to graduate college with all this debt because, you know, the jury's still out for me as far as, uh, college being, you know, the the right choice, you know, for most people. Mm-hmm. And that is because, you know, I've got a master's degree. 
And I'll probably say more times than not, my degree wasn't used to the capacity that I originally got it in. I mean, I've got a marketing degree, which I guess now I'm using it more now, um, but I also have an MBA. And, you know, when I graduated, you know, I got into a fairly nice job. I was in corporate America, but it wasn't in marketing. Mm, yeah, it true. was not in marketing. So, yeah. uh, so we'll keep y'all posted on how she's doing, but, <laughs> but this is hitting home very much so. And now you're also seeing, and we, this is not in our notes, but now you're seeing generations, um, you know, two at least two generations now that have student loan debt. Right. So you've got yeah, yeah, the parents still paying yeah. off their student loan debt, and now they've got kids coming on, and now they're accumulating debt. So it's really becoming a problem. Yeah. And um, I know I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but you're talking also about like how much you owe. We're not, we haven't even talked about how yeah. much you owe and how that affects it. But yeah, absolutely. We'll keep going, and yes, we'll keep you posted on uh, the progress, but. <laughs> And to be frank, another thing is, you know, just to get down to the nitty gritty of it, a lot of the people who have to get student loans, a large percentage is minorities, mm -hmm. you know? So yep. when we talk about like the last series that we had for Black History Month, we talked about African-Americans and trailblazers and things like that. Yeah. A large percentage of the people who have to get student loans right now that are affected by this situation is minority so it's really when you talk about the wealth uh gap that we talked about before yeah. this is one of the things that contribute to it so it's really something that we need to look at and come up with some um solutions and really um really kind of wrap our head around and see what we can do because yeah as um we're talking about this it's just it can it's be a like, major thing I'm like depending on one or two things <laughs> yeah it can have major implications on the good side and also on the bad side yeah oh another story time i was just talking to my my mom mom yesterday and she told me that she and my dad took out a second mortgage on their house Mm. to pay for my brother and I, our college. Because I have a twin, okay? So, um, and we went to separate colleges. You know, we did what we can, what we could for scholarships and things like that. But neither one of us had full rides. I mean, we were decent, but we didn't have full rides. So they had to take out a second mortgage mm -hmm. on their home in order to put us through school. So, and then she also told me, because my mom has a doctorate degree, she wasn't finished with her student loan debt either. Mm. And she just paid off her student loan debt a, a few years ago. Yeah. But it's, so she had student loan debt when I had student loan debt. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like paying off my student loan debt and my daughter now has student loan debt. So it really is becoming a huge problem. You've got these large amounts that are being carried on now through generations. Yeah. And it's starting to make you really wow. think like we have, a, of course, we have a resurgence of entrepreneurs and yeah. business owners and things like that, which yeah. we are heavily involved in. But it makes you start to really think like, what do I really want to do? Because, mm -hmm. you know, somebody can go to a trade school and become a plumber and can be sitting pretty. And when you compare it to somebody yeah. who goes to a four-year college, 
that plumber who went to get his license or certificate or training or things like that, or even if you had to be an apprentice, can come with his plumbing license and make good money mm -hmm. starting out without student loan debt. Right. So you have to really think about like, what do you really want to do and take advantage of scholarships. And, you know, I know it's like, you know, cliche of the sports thing, but sports can get scholarships and scholarships equals no student loans. Yeah. Or going right. to a community college. Yeah, community college. That, um, you know, you get the same um, type of education, but not all the payments. I mean, that was definitely something that we thought about and we talked about with our daughter. Just being just being transparent, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then we were we just talked it out and discussed that that was not the route that we were going to take for her. But it was yeah. definitely something to consider, and especially when you're when you're thinking about your future. And um, at this point, now generations, do you want to carry that debt? Yeah. And let's get into the next factor okay. because it rolls right in. Does it roll exactly right in? Here we go. Okay. Right so 90% of undergraduate and 63% of graduate private loans were co-signed by someone else during the 2020-2021 academic year. So that's exactly what you just said. Yep. So that's the facts right there that mm -hmm, match up mm -hmm. with a real life situation. And that affects the person who co-signs yeah, from it, being able to purchase, you know, a home too. So right. um, the best thing that you can do, I know we're not talking about a whole bunch of solutions right now, but the best thing you can do is to take a student loan and put it into an interest uh, bearing thing like you maybe not a second mortgage, but if mm. you have a rental property where you have equity or something like that, uh -huh. and you can put pay the student loan off, even if you put it in a second home, in theory, a student loan is not going to appreciate in value. Mm -hmm. In theory, your home is. So True. what your mom did, I mean, it may depend on if the real estate market, you know, tanks or things like that. But in theory, that was smart because a student loan is never going to appreciate in value yeah. versus, versus a home. home. If you put that that in a home, it'll appreciate the value and it could, you know, offset it. So um, that's the being creative part of it. But it not only affects the people going to college, but yeah. it affects the parents or guardian that have to co-sign and um, that are making sure that their our children have a proper education. So. Right. I mean, yeah, we're looking at three three generations on my side of the family. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think. Um, you know, just considering other alter alternatives to fund your, your college education or different type of college education could could also help. So Yeah, absolutely. Okay, here's another fact. Here's another fact. All right, the average monthly student loan payment was three hundred dollars before the White House instituted the repayment moratorium, which was the suspension that is now in place through May 1st, 2022. That's interesting. So that's coming up. Yeah, it is. If you have a student loan and you have to pay $300 a month, okay. or you go from being in, in deferral status to now have to pay it after May, mm -hmm. and let's say they're saying the average is $300 a month. Okay. $300 a month is equivalent to $50,000 worth of buying power when it comes to mortgages. And that's huge mm -hmm. in this market because if you look at the average price of a home, 
if you're only pre-approved here in Las Vegas for three hundred, mm. the difference between three hundred and three fifty—that's a big. Difference. It's a big difference. Mm -hmm. So every fifty thousand is kind of the check down. So if you say if I'm pre-approved for two fifty, that's a condo, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or if you can get up to three hundred, okay, maybe now that's a townhome. Could be a townhome. Or if you do another fifty, that could be a house. Yeah. So that's a lot of buying power, and that can make so a true. difference. Let's say to even get a condo for two fifty. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're only pre-approved for two hundred now. Right. Because you have to start paying these student loans. There, there goes your ability to buy a home right now in the current market. So you got or to buy more, or buy more of what you want. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, so it's it, it it takes some people out of the market of buying. Period. Yeah, and then also it takes people of they have to buy less, you know, or a smaller home or a less desirable area. Yeah. than they you know necessarily want. And we work with we have people that we're working with right now that this. You it's know, affecting. affects it's a couple people that we have that can't buy right now, and student loans is the main factor of it. Um, so it's a huge thing. So if you take that, if that's extended, mm -hmm. that's gonna have major implications because if if um, this majority of people or this amount of people after May have to start paying that back, or have to start paying. Period. It's gonna take a percentage of people out of the home buying market. Very true. Very true. Now, um, one of the good things, I'll say on the bright side, um, I'm trying to remember when the date was, but I want to say it was late summer, early fall, when the federal guidelines for student loan debt changed. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and I believe I put out a small video about it. Um, and so you can go back through my social media and check it out. But what happened was how they originally looked at student loan debt was they would take what you owe and they would take 1% of that and that would equate to your monthly payment. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if you owe $50,000, they would take 1% of that, which is $500. And that's what they would equate as your monthly payment. Mm -hmm. And so what they ended up doing was they took that and sliced it in half and said, well, now we are only going to consider half of a percent. Right. So again, $50,000, taking a half a percent of that would actually mean that your monthly payment would be two fifty, dollars mm -hmm. And that did make a difference for many people. Absolutely. It did help. Um, and if you are, if you have talked with or are talking to a loan officer or a mortgage broker, go ahead and ask them about that. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely would do that. Um, today is, it's March 1st, 2022. I always want to put the date in there because I don't know when you will be watching this and things do change. Um, but as of today, that to put update at the bottom. Yeah, I'm gonna put slide <laughs> update in there for changes. But as of today, um, that's still happening, and that has helped uh, many people still stay in the game if they are if they want to purchase a home. Sure. Yeah. And so when you talk about student loans, it does have the ability to affect the real estate market, especially if we have rates continue to go up mm -hmm. and then you combine that with a percentage of people that now have to start paying mm -hmm. on their student loans yeah. 
that has the ability to not tank the real estate market, but level it off from being extremely a seller's market to at least a balanced yeah. market. And then we have things that's going on with Russia and Ukraine. We, we're unsure of how that's going to have an effect on things right now. Right. On a good note, should our current president get rid of student loans, it would have a major positive note on first-time home buyers, mm -hmm. people who have student loans, because it'll take that amount off of people's debt to income ratio. That's huge. So they can That's buy huge. a higher price house or sometimes it puts them in the price range of not being able to buy a house to being able to buy a house. So that'll be huge to where a lot of people that rent can now at least have the option, do I want to rent or do I want to buy? I have right. an option. A lot of people don't have the option. They just need to rent or can rent right now right so that would be huge so, that would be big yeah that would be big so it really can student loans can affect the real estate market because since i've been a realtor i've seen student loans affect the real estate market three times hmm. because if it was in a deferral status it wasn't on your debt to income ratios okay then when they're now what, when was that back so from when i first got into real estate in 99 okay up until the housing crash, mm. if your student loans were in deferral status, they didn't put it in your debt to income ratio. Interesting. So then when we had the housing crash happen, mm. they changed that law and they start doing the 1% thing. Mm. Then they saw, oh, this is really affecting the real estate market. Yeah. This is really affecting people graduating from you know college and people, first time homebuyers from buying a house. And then they adjusted to the half a percent thing. So I've seen three changes in my 25 years that's really affected the real estate market. And if you add something else, like rates going up to it, it can at least it level. Yeah. You definitely will see the change in the real estate market. You know, sometimes things happen in the economy that don't really sway the real estate market one way or another. But this is one of those things Still where you can good. actually, yeah, you definitely can see it, especially Still if they're... Good. Cancel. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Well guys. Alright, so um let's kinda let's kinda put a pin a nice pretty bow on it and let's go over because I feel like this one was a little bit more <laughs> doomy and gloomy, but um, and we can talk about solutions. Yeah, let's let's know. let's talk just for a couple minutes about solutions. And, or just reiterate some of the solutions because I know you guys come to us just for some tips and advice and uh, we've laid these, these facts out for you, but let's talk about some solutions. Well, the first thing is, it's actually, it's a, it's a short-term solution, but it doesn't create, and this is actually creates a bigger problem. Okay. A lot of people, and you know some of these people, a lot of people go back to school just so they don't have to start student loans. I feel like <laughs> I feel seen today. Okay, yes, I was one of them. Okay, I saw that that student loan debt was needed to be paid back within six months. I was gonna have to start paying it back, and I said, "Oh, oh no, 
no ma'am, no sir. And I enrolled back into school. Yeah, so. Listen, if I can go get my doctorate, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> No, they're not going to do that. Just kidding. So it provides a short-term solution, but it puts you in more debt as far as the see. big number at the end. True. The second thing is not, even before the um, pandemic happened, mm -hmm. if you have a hardship or you have some things going on, you can contact the student loan company where you have and you can fill out hardship paperwork yeah. you can get an interest reduction you can consolidate your mm -hmm. student loans there are things that you can do if they're coming up due and say hey i don't have it yeah. or this is going to majorly affect me you can contact them and mm -hmm. work out something even with the people that we work with um if it's affecting them purchasing a house or getting pre-approved for a mortgage, we are seeing people being able to call and work some things out to uh, provide a solution yeah. for people. Yeah. So communication is key, y'all. Don't just, you know, be at home saying, woe is me. Get on the phone. Talk talk to someone. Try to, you know, make some things happen. Um, I was going to say something else and now I forgot. What were you talking about? Oh, go so ahead. I I'll just went over it a little bit, but you can consolidate your student loans. And if it's a lower interest or a lower payment, if you're trying to buy a house, mm -hmm. that can make a difference. Now, I wouldn't necessarily recommend in every scenario. Like, my favorite answer is it depends yes. on your particular situation. Seriously. But getting a second mortgage or a line of credit or something, taking that debt and putting it in with something that goes up in value. Right. That is actually is a, is a smart move to do that. So, if you have a home, a line of credit or a rental property or something like that, mm -hmm. um, that can be a way that you can take that student loan debt and put it into something that's interest-bearing where you can still be paying it off, but it's in something that's accruing in value. So that's the thing that you can okay. do. So the major thing is look at ways not to get in student loan debt. And then if you have them, look for ways that you can pay them down. So I know one of the things, you know, real estate investing is, is a major tool um, that you can use um, having a side business or, you know, opening your own business. There are solutions. It's not just all doing and going and we're right. just hoping and praying that Biden uh, cancels all of our student loans. Come on, Biden. <laughs> so. uh, oh, I remember. So there are loan forgiveness programs for people in specific industries. Mm, one okay. in particular is for teachers if you're in education um, if I find I know the US Department of Education I believe they have that information so go there first uh, but also contact the student loan company that your loans your loan or loans sit under and see if you qualify um, I definitely know education has forgiveness programs, but also look, you know, to see if your industry has a forgiveness program as well. Absolutely. Yeah, so, that's great. Yeah. Okay. So there are a few solutions for you guys. Um, those of you who have gone through college and gone to college, hey, congratulations. We have really expensive pieces of paper and I hope that you are using those pieces of paper to do what you love. Um, just like I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what I love to do. And that's to help you guys find homes and build your real estate portfolio. 
But in the meantime, why don't you guys go ahead and subscribe and make sure that you also hit that bell as well so that you're notified every time we upload new content. The Willis team is definitely here to help. All right, guys, we will see you next time. Bye.